This is episode 188 and I'm talking to Michelle Guerrero Naranco all about neuromarketing. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host Mariah, entrepreneur, storyteller, digital nomad, creator of Content Bootcamp, founder of Content Queen and a travelers.co. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I'll deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I'll also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey, along with actionable steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. Coming to you from the studio of our Moroccan Marrakesh raid. That is what they're called. They're a traditional sort of like accommodation where you sort of have a open space in the middle, sometimes a pool. We don't have a pool, but um, we are coming from a previous one we were when we first booked. We booked this is this is a key lesson. Never book anything for a month unless you've been there. So we booked a whole month at this place and it wasn't ideal. Like the kitchen was really gross. Like, you know a kitchen is gross when Mitch refuses to cook in it. Like he will cook anywhere. He cooked from various parts in Australia, from our burner in caravan parks, all sorts, and he refused to cook. So we had to leave. Anyway, we couldn't get our deposit back, but we paid for four nights and then came to this place, which is amazing. It is really, really nice. I'll do some TikTok content on it. If you follow us on a travelers.co, you'll see it at some point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so much nicer. So we're very happy. But before I get into this amazing episode, uh, I first just want to talk about our podcast sponsor, which is Content Bootcamp. Now, this is our signature program. I was calling it a course, but I found out this really interesting insight from someone that didn't want to call their course a course because it's actually a program because at the end of it, you get something tangible from it. So it's a program because at the end of this course, you will have a strategy or program to work in your business, a content marketing strategy. It is there ready for you when you finish. So it's not, you don't have to hire someone to do a strategy for you. You do the content marketing strategy as you go. These things help you save time, build connection and conversion. And it's all about eliminating that hamster wheel and burnout that comes from content creation. So you can check out Content Bootcamp via the link in the show notes. So I'm going to get stuck into this episode straight away. I'm not going to do an intro because this person is going to introduce themselves. This is my first ever in-person. No, take that back. I have done an in-person podcast record with Leanne, my old housemate, but it was for her podcast. So I'm very confident this is our first in-person guest. Uh, I can be proven wrong. I don't know. But I'm going to hand the mic to this special guest. Very excited about this episode. So please, special guest, thank you for joining and tell us who you are and what you do. <laughs> Hello, mi amor. I, it's funny because I was going to call you Mariah, <laughs> but I don't know, it's weird from, my, from me saying Mariah, just call you my amor. <laughs> That's my time. name, mi amor. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I am Jan Mitchell. Um... Thank you. Me, yes, everyone know me like a Mitch in Australia. Mm, thank you. Thank you for having me in this amazing podcast. I'm so nervous because, you know, I, <laughs> I am so bad. 
indeed things but in the same time I feel so happy because it's something that I really want to do in my life like um yes that um, that thing that I really want to be part of one podcast and yes made me so happy así que thank you Oh, that's okay, guys. Okay. Um, I am Jan Mitchell. I'm from Colombia. I work as a digital nomad. And I am part of the Content Queen team. <laughs> so, yes, that is me. But as well, I help you as a graphic designer. But I do some stuff of admin and web designer. If I have to define my profile, I I would say like I am a multitasking, digital multitasking. I like it. That is my is my profile. Thank you, darling, for introducing yourself. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, Mitch is the amazing design behind Content Queen. Um, I could never offer graphic design to clients well if I did I didn't enjoy it and um yeah so Mitch is really helping me with that and he's very 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 talented so every time I get a guest to come on they tell me their origin story why you started business what's your story how you got to where you are today all those questions now Mitch doesn't talk about himself at all and in most content it's me talking about us But Mitch has the most incredible business journey. Like I swear, you know, obviously we haven't been together for years and years and years, but there's always something new I learn about you around business and you have so much experience in business, more than most people I know, to be honest. Um, So obviously in a different culture with with different um, industries, but tell us about your business journey because it is pretty remarkable. Well, yes, as you know, um, the market is totally, the culture is totally different, but my experience was in in Colombia. I think I was influenced too much with my father because my father always was uh, entrepreneur and uh, yes, worked for himself. And and yes, uh, we grew up with my with my brother. And so him, yes, he worked for himself, always start a new business and make money selling things. He was like a marketer and seller, but in that time it's so different than now. Yes. Mm. So he just didn't go to a university. No, he, he, he learned in the university of life we call <laughs> yeah so he go to the st- he went to the street and he started to buy products in a low price but for majority and go and travel to the towns and uh, countryside and start to sell door to door i don't know if that mm-hmm. term yeah, is the door same door. yeah so he know the doors and start to say hello my name is William, I from Bogota, Bogota is the capital city, and I start to show the products like a watch, but the new products, yes, the calculators in that time, mm-hmm. that is so 
innovate. Mm -hmm. So the people is like, ah, yes, I really need that. And what price? And my, my father did a really good sales because he sell in a good price. Sold in a, in a good price the products. And yes, um, I help him uh, to the, his business when I was a child. Inclusive, my first design was with him, helping because we had um, a hotel in a small town close to Bogota, um, in Nemocon, and it's a it's a town, a touristic town, that has a um, a mine of salt. So people from every part of the world come and visit that mine, and I help him to the poster, to the cards for the hotel, of the all of the information, and as well with the brochures. And, and yes, to the poster to put in, in a special points, the information in the town. Like a bulletin board. Yes. Or, or for example, I just uh, step in, in the entry of the mine and I the tourists that, mm. that go and I just say, hey, Welcome to Nemocon, and you are welcome to come to the hotel if you want to stay and that all of the information. But that cards and that uh, poster I just create in Paint or PowerPoint. <laughs> that are the only programs that I know in that time I was in the school. But yes, I really enjoy and I really like and I say, and my father likes and loves the the designs. And for the reason I start to study marketing and advertising in Central University in Bogota. But yes, took me a long time for graduate. It's like 10 years nearly. I graduated before Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, was because I a bad student. No, I don't. It was because my father just uh, paid me the first year. It's mm -hmm. five years in total for the university there. And he paid me just for first day because he didn't really want to I study. He say like um he rather that I pay or he pay for for university. He paid me for start my business and mm -hmm. start to make money. And yes, that uh, mentality of the entrepreneur and the businessman. He say that this lost the time, but uh, in my personal opinion, I really want to study and say. I want to be professional, like uh, my development, personal development. Mm -hmm. I really want to, yes, have a career and study and thing like that. So yes, in that process, I one year I study and I have to postpone my second year and start a business. Like I took the deal from my father and say, yes, give me that money. I start my my business. I try everything. I start with. <laughs> a store of ice cream with mix of desserts, yes? And I start to try in the same in the same shop with sandwich, with yes, like a Coca-Cola and things like a drinks. And I saw one really the culture in Colombia is drink too much coffee. Mm -hmm. The coffee is so important in Colombia because we cultivate the coffee, we export Yes, Colombia is one of the countries that export one of the best quality coffee in the world. 
So yes, the culture of the people is drink coffee in the morning, drink con- uh, coffee when they go to work or when they after lunch. Yes. So I say the machine of coffee, all shops have to mm-hmm. be, and it's like a that product that going to anchor another product for yes. it. Yes. So yes, and in Colombia there are a massive park and one place that they touristy tur- uh, tourist mm-hmm. go and see all of the process of the coffee and drive the cars that is very uh, typical from the coffee that put all of that bags artisanal bag mm-hmm. bags and put the grains of coffee that cars and my father had a uh, one car of that <laughs> so we just put in our mind and say like uh, we have to put like a machine on the coffee and do like a, a food truck yeah and we start with that so we already in that time we didn't know didn't use the the shop mm-hmm. so you sell in the car the coffee with the machine with the green uh, granger granger coffee grinder coffee grinder coffee and yes that is the the business that I start, I start in the street and the street is so difficult because in Colombia there are many people that sell in the street and it's like a warrior. Yes, you have to be like a loud and say, hey, come. Yes, and I am very shy. Yes, in that time worse. So I have to learn and do like a, like a class with people around and I start to say coffee, 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 coffee. But I find one person to make me empanadas. That is the, oh, the Empanadas product. are the best. They are my favorite food in Colombia. And she had that experience for uh, for selling the street. So she just loud in the street after she made the empanadas and started to say empanadas, cafe, cappuccino, aromatica. <laughs> yes, but loud. And I start to learn from her all of the tactics in the street that you have to and the and the food truck start to grow up in in sales and i move the car to to every part until i find one place that really say i'm going to be here because there are many traffic of people and the people buy likes coffee likes eat all time so yes it's on one petrol station and i pay rent there for the point of electricity and water mm-hmm. And and yes, that that was inclusive, so small for the people. For people ask me for a freezing drinks because when they hot, mm. like a cold drinks, and I haven't because I the fridge I don't I don't have a space. So in that moment I say I need to grow up the put another car or or use a a big car a bigger car. So we we buy my father helped me to buy a a van mm-hmm. and yeah. I start to build him for adequate with fridge with more machines yes microwave and thing like that and and yes I start to grow up and with that business I take six years and with this business I pay my career. And yes, for leave, mm-hmm. make money for leave. 
I had one person, one employee that helped me in the mornings and I go to study at night. And the, the, the food truck uh, start to, to open 6 a.m. and finish 9 p.m. So, yes, I, I really enjoy this car, but I burn out after mm-hmm. I, my, my employee don't, don't work anymore with me after four years. So two years I just stay, I have to postpone again my university. So I I felt very frustrating and I just say, no, I really need to sell this because no, it's the life that I really want. I earn a lot of money, but I say, no, mm-hmm. I don't show me in the future like a behind of the, the food truck and sell all the time. Mm-hmm. So yes, I sell and I focus more on help my father with the hotels because he feel like a stack. My brother as well run uh, another business with products of uh, decoration and party, party and decoration. So he export from China and United States and sell for majority in Colombia, in Bogota. But he really has like a products in stock, but very stock. So he don't sell that, and he really... He had a lot of stuff, a lot of Yes, products. and he need more clients, so I say I'm going to work with them and help them. In that moment, I just finished my last year of university, and I decided to study marketing digital because my university, like, I teach that marketing that was very old, mm. like uh, the research, but research in the street, and do all of that surveys and things like that. But we are in that process that change and start to everything digital and the marketing digital start to be like a boom yeah. in this moment. Okay. So I really need to, to, to study something about that, yes. Mm-hmm. And I help with my brother for create all of the a digital environment with the with the brand Global Fest in that moment and we start to sell not just in Bogota if not in other cities and start to send and pack the products yes I start to create content for them with my father I help with take a pictures and I start to put in Airbnb and booking and use all of that platforms mm-hmm. digital because now that is the the thing that that I can help with them. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think after that, it's a good opportunity for sell a big products of with my brother. And I just take a bunch with that money and say, I really want to achieve my dream and is study oversized English. And I just go to Australia mm-hmm. in that time. So that is my experience yep. of work and marketing. It's amazing. It's just, yeah, it, it absolutely amazes me, just this transformation of, like, growth and but also understanding, like, burnout and, and when you're not in alignment with where you want to be because we can all start businesses that can make us a lot of money. But if we're not in alignment with that, then what's the point, right? So, you know, to leave that money behind and go to Australia like it's it's massive it's such a huge journey and like obviously we wouldn't have met (laughs) so I do want to talk about our journey um and sort of 
yeah, coming together because, I mean, I think a lot of people that I know personally know our, our story and we were so aligned in so many ways when we met, you know, we both wanted to be digital nomads. We both were in marketing. Obviously at the time you were working in hospitality, um, but you really had this vision of starting this business and you, your experience and, and your passions filled the ones I didn't have. So like design, web design, um, all that sort of thing that I just, I just didn't, I didn't love. Um, so it was just so amazing to be able to bring you into my business. And now, you know, I don't see you as just like a team member. I see you as the, my partner, like my, my business partner, because, you know, a lot of the decisions I make, I make with you, you know, I don't just make them on my own. Um, so yeah, like tell me more about your experience with our journey and, and, and coming into content queen and what that has been like for you. Well, mm, I have to tell that work for Content Queen Mariah Agency is a big step in my personal and professional life. Um, not just because I work in something that you said that is aligned, that's something that I study, even though it's more that was my dream, you know, work as a digital nomad, travel around the world and help brands entrepreneurs and create content for them is always that I really dream, yes? And now that is my reality, I just say, wow. Mm. Something that I always wanted. So yes, I am very grateful and fortunate as well because Content Queen have the same values and the same vision that I have to help entrepreneurs to create content of value, yes? And as well, the, the lifestyle that we're doing, that is a nomad, digital nomad, that is is very fortunate for us that we can work like this. Definitely. Um, like, I know a lot of people that have hired their partners and their partners work together, but it's not always easy, right? Like, it's not, it, it is a challenge. But yeah, I'm just keen to know your experience with working with Content Queen, but also like our journey together and yeah, how, what that looks like. Cause I mean, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of males would like to see their, what like partner is their boss. Like, I don't know. I'm generalizing here. I think you do it pretty well, but you know, it's not always easy when I tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, as well, because I, when I come to Australia, when I go to Australia, I just start to work in words that is hospitality, um, construction yes something that i don't really like mm. not my passion and you give me that opportunity mm. so obviously i lost two years of my life in marketing is like a how is it like a opposite of a update yeah it's like it's like a, you take a huge step back because yes exactly i feel like that mm. so now like i start to learn again you mm. teach me to, so much and you have more experience in this in this climate cli yeah exactly so yes i am learning and i i am happy for uh, for help you and i am i am happy to be part of the behind of behind the scenes, behind the scenes 
and help you with the content. I am not that person that mm. show my face in the camera and mm. uh, yes, be famous. No, it's more like a behind the scenes and work because behind all all of that you show the content, there are many things that you work. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I'm happy for to this and I really learned too much of from you. So yes. That is how I feel. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I had a gun to his head, by the way, while I was... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things, like working with your partner isn't always easy and you have to have those, like, tough conversations and often, you know, you probably feel like I'm probably harder on you or, you know, and, and I think it's interesting because, yeah, you have a different relationship with your team than you would with someone, you know, that you love. Um, you know, I imagine like having a parent or something as well, like you're not afraid to sort of share your real thoughts, um, which can be really hard. But I think for me, whilst I've been a leader for quite a while, the biggest learnings and the biggest growth as me as a leader was hiring you because I have had to stop and reflect on how I lead because I have to be a lot more mindful with you because I could easily just say like, Mitch, that's absolute shit, you know, and, and I wouldn't, and it sounds horrible to say, but we're all, and you know, there's a saying, you're always meaner to the ones you love the most, which I think is a horrible concept, but it is true. And it's like me trying to take a step back, but it doesn't just, I don't just reflect on me as a leader. It's me as like a daughter or a sister, because like, I realize, oh my God, I'm, I need to be way nicer to the ones I love than the randoms or the strangers that are on the streets. And you'd never say that to, right? So it is, it's an interesting journey, but you know, we're really big on alignment and the universe and everything happens as it should. And literally like we were brought together and everything that we, you know, have built has been together and aligned. And obviously we started a business, a travelers co and, you know, there have been times where you're in front of the camera a little bit more and sort of just trying to get you out of your comfort zone is something that I've, you know, we've been working on. But, you know, you do need that person that is okay being behind the scenes because if you have, you know, sometimes two big personalities in a business, it can be challenging. And I'm sure there's people that have worked it out. But for me, like, I love being in front of the camera. So just like we complement each other so well. And I think like that's what makes us a good team. And even in our relationship, like, we do, we're very similar in what we want, but we're very different in personality, mm -hmm. which I think complements us so well. Um, and it's interesting, like, you know, you've met your soulmate when you do manifestations and most of his manifestations are about what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like recently, Mitch was manifesting. I've been really wanting a ghostwriting opportunity. I want to write another book. Um, for an entrepreneur or something, if that's you, message me. Um, and we did this manifestation together when we we're in Barcelona. This guy like took us on this photo shoot tour and he said, this is a really powerful place to make a wish. So we made a wish and I said, what was your wish? And he's like, for you to get a ghostwriting opportunity. And I was like, that was my wish too. <laughs> <laughs> so bless him. Um, absolutely bless him. Anyway, that's just a really beautiful background on Mitch and he's just an amazing human. So I really wanted to highlight his experience because like, Whilst you might feel like you're learning from me, I learned so much from you. And I think like your experience like trumps mine. It's just in a different space, right? Yeah. And to be able to sell to the South American market, like hats off. It's, hard, it's yeah. one of the hard, like surely one of the hardest markets to sell to. Um, 
So, you know, all of your skills and experience, I think it's just trusting yourself as well and being like, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, you know, putting your ideas forward. But anyway, we, we weren't here to talk about that. You also have a marketing degree. I have not an official marketing degree. I did marketing units at university. I worked in marketing, but I don't actually have the degree, which I think is fine, but you're the one that did the marketing degree. So we want to pick your brain on one of the topics that you really specialized in, which is neuromarketing. And I think this is like totally fascinating when you told me about this. And um, I really want you to tell us more. Firstly, the simple term of what is neuromarketing and why should we, we care about it? Yes, I for graduate from marketing advertising, I need to do like a specialization in in commercial in retail and neuromarketing was the specialization. And was interesting because my teacher he didn't really was a marketer. Mm. He was a, a doctor a, a neuro neurocirurgian. Mm. Neurocirurgian. And and he is, it makes sense because neuromarketing is is just the study from your brain. Mm. And yes, one doctor have to know is every part of the of your brain, yes, and how it works each part. And is um how your brain responds to a stimuli through the sense. Yes, for example, you when it looks at that produce something in your mind or you smell uh, good when you get into a store mm. and that produce that your mind want to get in or want to chop. Yes, or when you listen one music and one puff and you prefer go to that for the music. Yes, mm. that produce something in your mind. But I'm going to explain you with one really good example the neuromarketing you know that i love the um, the white the cheers yes mm-hmm. that is my favorite and it's as simple as the white t-shirt that you can buy in cotton or no, well normal su- super uh, how you say like uh, the, the market of clothes but guess or suppose that next to that quite the chair. The the chair cost the last one that I bought was fifteen dollars, right? But next to that, there are like one that have in the in the shoulders the three, three. How is that? The three stripes. Stripes and the logo of Adidas. I don't know how you call mm-hmm. Adidas. Yeah, we say Adidas. Adidas. That cost thirty dollars. Yes, for that brand. But suppose that next to that there are another one with the 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 patch of the team football team. My favorite is Real Madrid. Yes, that's cost me ninety dollars. Yes, but suppose that behind of that chair, say Cristiano Ronaldo, that is my favorite soccer player. I have the number seven. That cost me. $130, yes, but suppose that that same chair have the sign, sign it for Cristiano Ronaldo, that costs like a $300, yes, but suppose 
that the same teacher was that he played, actually played in the final that Real Madrid won the 10 stars in the Champions League. Yes. Probably that teacher you're never going to use. Yes. You have to build a, a special room for put that teacher. Yes. And yes, like a, for a room exhibition and I'm never going to and I build in a, a square of glass and put that the chair that never going to, no one can touch, yes? But the teacher normal, I can use every day for work, for travel, for yes? Like this is how our brain, irrational, works. And for this reason, the big brands make that study of neuromarketing for know how the emotions can control your mind. Yes. So for me, that example is the definition. And there are th thousands of examples of how the brain of the human mm. can work for that emotions that can produce. Mm. One thing. The basic necessary, the necessary basic mm -hmm. is just wear a cheer. Yes. Your favorite cheer is the color white. But there are many white teachers that can give you, behind of all of that contest, can give you the importance and how they're going to increase the price, yes? Mm, okay, and they really want to get that teacher, yes? It's, it's more, for example, really have a one story behind of one product or service, mm. how that can make you buy that product. Yeah, okay. So you're trying to trigger people's emotions and feelings. Yes, because the brain just was stimulated that diet. Mm. Yes? Mm -hmm. Is that I understand for neuromarketing. Yeah. Obviously, when I, when I learn, they give us, give us an example of all of the products that you can perceive from your sense yes mm. from your eyes from your test yes and how the mind works for you took the decision for buy that product mm. yeah yes it's like if anyone thinks of like salt and vinegar chips does your mouth salivate because you're thinking about yes. eating those chips and they're like super sour but yeah it's like and, and i think i guess like trying to capture all those senses can be very hard in the online space because we can't get smell, but we can describe. And this is where like copywriting and storytelling and all these things come into play. Yeah. So how can it be used for small businesses? Because I imagine like anyone listening is thinking, oh yeah, well, this is a really great concept for big brands that have budget and have, you know, physical stores or, you know, they can really, and this is like, I was thinking in Morocco, right? Mm -hmm. We walk past a shop. If it looks beautiful, I'm going in there. Yeah. Like if it's colorful, like all those like cool, I don't need a mosaic lamp or a mosaic tile, but okay. I like it. It looks good. Oh, the last time, for example, that the day was very hot and we just saw that cafe that have that fence with water yeah. and you just want to get in yes. because you want to feel refreshed. Yes. 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 So that, that, that you see that. You just transmit your mind that you want to get in. Yeah. For your feel refresh. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and like, you know, it's like, yeah, let's make our customers comfortable, but let's also entice the people to come inside because we yeah. have we have fans that spray water in your face while you eat. That's what that's exactly what I want in Morocco. <laughs> so yeah, how can it be used for small businesses? Uh, what does that look like in their marketing and entrepreneurs? Mm, well, obviously, we don't have the budget for uh, yeah, like uh, do one study of neuro marketing because it's a lot of money, but. I think we can use the tactics for attract our audience of our customers, of our clients. Well, depend on your product or service, but it's like a anchor emotional stories with your product or service. Mm -hmm. Yes, storytelling is a, a powerful tool that we can use. And for example, when I study English and I start to learn, it's so difficult for us learn a difficult words. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I told you that example that um, when I when you, for example, start to Google that word and find one story or one article about that word, you learn in that word very easy. Mm. And never forget because go directly to that part of the brain that get to your memory. Mm. Yes. So, for example, I don't know, entrepreneur, and I Google entrepreneur and I start to look one story about the one entrepreneur and read the story. There are one story behind of that word. Mm. Yes. And it's easy for me. I remember in that word get in my top of mind. Mm. Yes. Yes, it's like an clear with emotion things. Another example that I have is I remember one brand in Colombia, the bottle of Guara. You know that Guara is just Guara. Mm. Just go to the supermarket and you try to choose the, the cheaper one. Mm. Yes. But that brand just do a campaign about that they want to help part of the money of that bottles help to child that they grow up in communities very poor. Mm -hmm. Yes. So behind of the bottle of water, there are a story mm -hmm. that help and the, it's emotional because people like to help. Yes. And they really touch the, the heart mm -hmm. with that story. So now the people is just go and uh, step in the front of the waters and say, I know let's take this one because they help. Even if it costs one dollar or two dollars more, they just want to help people mm. and they feel like they are keep helping. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's that. It's like a unclear your story of your brand or of your product. Every entrepreneur have a story behind. Mm. Yes. And who else more better for explain? how create your brand and their emotional story. Mm. And they really feel from the heart for tell that story with emotion and can transmit that with the audience. And that going to, yes, the behind the story, the people going to remember you. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so true. And I think like even taking some... And, and this is where knowing your audience is so important. And like so many people are like, oh, well, I serve everyone. It's like, you don't. 
you definitely don't deserve everyone. You know, whilst, um, you know, that example with a bottle of water, there's probably going to be people be like, oh, it doesn't align to my values. I don't really care. I'm just going to buy the cheap one. So that's why it's understanding your business values and, and, and aligning it with that audience, right? And utilizing those key stories and those key parts to explain to that target audience. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the sort of concept of neuromarketing of like the different senses. So I think it'd be really cool for anyone listening to like, list out those senses and you could almost do positive and negative so like what people think before your product and what people think during and after so like for example uh with content marketing and content strategy what's the taste someone has in their mouth when they're trying to post on social media like it's probably like that like that horrible like i feel sick you know you always seem to get like a horrible taste in your mouth when you know, and the smell of like, you know, fear doesn't have a specific smell, but I'm sure like, you know, was there a smell that you, when you, I don't know, for example, you have to go live on social media and you specifically remember that time you did a presentation at school and the smell of the classroom. So that smell comes back, right? So you can start like listing these hypothetical things and then like what happens afterwards? You know, like the Katy Perry perfume reminds me of year 12 and every time I smell it, it takes me back to that time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Katy Perry perfume. The little purple cat. So it's like, yes, you're not going to know the exact smells that people are smelling, but these are conversations you can have with people. You know, start, like, going into this this different way of marketing. Mm. Like, rather than just, like, the pain points, like, what are people smelling when after, you know, this, the smell of fresh air because I'm bloody outside instead of chained to my laptop because I've got a strategy? Mm-hmm. You know, like try and then wean that into your content. Like whether it's your brand story, it could be a hypothetical story. Like just just take a deep breath in that fresh air because you're finally outside or you're taking your kids for a walk to the park because you're not chained to your laptop. Like, you know, and that's where knowing the audience is really important because you can target that person. I think, you know, that mm-hmm. that's like what that neuromarketing is really about. And the big brands know it because, yes, they have the budget, but we actually have – we talk to our customers more than big brands talk to their customers because like we're in their DMs every day. We're connecting with them. Mm -hmm. So just like ask some questions for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guilty of it too. Like I definitely don't ask enough questions, but I think it's like knowing the right questions to ask, but just like, and most of the time your target audience is probably you five years ago anyway. So, you know, what were you fearing and smelling and tasting and where did that take you back? And um, if people don't directly have that exact experience, they've probably got one pretty similar, I imagine. So we don't have to have these big budgets and and fancy. And we don't even have to have a story that's like super traumatic either, right? Like it could be, you know, the passion of why you started your business. And this is why it is, again, important to know, do the business branding foundations because then you know what you stand for, what your values are, what your mission is, who your target audience is. So you don't have that. You kind of have to go backwards and do it. So we kind of talked about it with content creation, but how else do you think it can work for content? You know, I know you talked about like stories and emotions, but is there anything else that we can think about that can help us with with our content creation? I imagine it depends on the different content you're creating, right? Because like a... A static post with an image is going to create different emotion to a video too. Yes, that is why you should have a content marketing strategy and 
yes, when you plan all of the content, for example, on Wednesday that you really want to share a funny story, start to think in why the audience feel when look that post and start to produce content and think what your audience feel. Yeah, so just start like in your brain thinking about how would they react, what would they be thinking, tasting, hearing, like all those things. And that's when we can start to go like, okay, well, if my audience was hearing this, how would they be hearing it? It doesn't mean you have to like, I guess, spend hours analyzing your content because you're just going to get better because you're going to have that intent in your mind, right? You're going to be thinking, okay, from like, and this is why also, if you're really interested in neuromarketing, like study neuroscience, study the brain, study, you know, and this is where habit is so powerful because we know like, well, if you've ever studied anything about neuro, like um, neurolinguistics programming, like how your brain is trained, it's repetition. So someone might have a certain belief about social media, for example, for me, for content marketing. It's hard, it's time consuming, it's this, it's that. I then have to keep promising people content marketing strategy will help you save time. Content marketing strategy will help. That's why I have to say it so many times. Some of you aren't listening because I haven't seen you in boot camp. Mm -hmm. So like you don't feel like you need a strategy because you go, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. But it might take like, 30 times for you to hear it and be like, oh, yeah, my, my brain's starting to think maybe I need a content strategy. So that's where repetition is really important, right? Because our brains, like we've got to like rewire some people's brains and their thought processes. Yeah, train, train the mind of the audience. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like this is why things take time. This is why we don't have overnight success, right? So thank you, darling, for explaining neuromarketing. Essentially just how people think. And one of the exercises I mentioned on social media was like, how do you consume content? And then how do you think and feel and act when you're listening or watching or whatever? And then think, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then use it for your own content. Like that's also a great idea. But anyway, thank you for coming on. I think it's time for lunch, Nilly. Yeah. How can people connect with you? How can people learn more about Michelito? I call Mitch Michelito. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so, god, he's so embarrassed. So what else? Uh, so how can people connect with you? Um, thank you. Well, with with new project at travelers dot com. Dot co. Dot co. Dot co. And yes, and Instagram and TikTok. We I really love the content that we create in and at travelers, and we are thinking as well how we're going to build a community for um, digital nomads and as well the companies that need a digital nomads and travel around the world. So yes, it's so interesting. So mm -hmm. at travelers.com dot co dot co <laughs> travelers.co Instagram Twitter. Twitter. I know. TikTok. Uh, and threads. Threads, yeah, we, threads. We, we haven't really been posting on that. TikTok and Instagram. Yes. yes. Yes, well, Threads was cancelled in Italy and then we fell for the bandwagon, but we need to get back on. But no, thank you for sharing. And if you have any questions about neuromarketing and how it could work for your small business, yeah, just message us on, on Instagram and I'll get Mitch to answer because he knows more about it than me. 
But thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You could do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging us at Content Queen Mariah, or just simply tell them about it. If you rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it'll help get the podcast out there, share the message, but also the more reviews, the more pitches I get for great guests, you know, it's just a spiral effect and then you benefit because you get great content. So follow me on Instagram or TikTok and let me know if there's any topics that you want to hear about in the future, any guests you'd love for me to invite on the show, let me know and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.